man. We were probably in like opposite modes right now. This is like my bedtime right now, and I'm I'm actually pretty tired. Whereas I imagine it's a it's a little bit earlier in your day. You've probably got the amount of energy I normally have when we're talking. I don't know how much energy that is. Uh, maybe I almost none. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's a, like a low amount, <laughs> got a little spunk in my voice, maybe, but uh, definitely uh, aggravating day, week, month. So it's one. Yeah. It's like I, I need to keep my energy level up just to like make it through. But uh, it's it's not a happy energy. It's like a, it's an angry energy. You know? it, it hasn't been your week or month or even your year. Uh, I almost thought that was going to be that other song, but that's the friend song. Yeah. Yeah. Week or month or yeah, it's it's been a good year, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that your kid yelling or mine? No, that's yours. Mine's okay. mine's been asleep oh. for a little while. <laughs> and oh, lucky you. Yeah. Um. See, this is why I usually do the early mornings. It's a struggle to get <laughs> time. Hold on oh, while I shut my. the door very quickly. Shut the front door. All right. Uh, Oof. Okay. 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 So, so what's new and exciting? New and exciting. Uh, I beat all the scenarios in SimCity. Nice. Yes. Excellent. Now, when you beat all of them, um, it opens up. You may or may not know. Uh, this it opens was the Super Nintendo one, right? Yes. Yes. The SimCity. It opens uh, two new scenarios. One is Las Vegas, where aliens attack, which is a special scenario because aliens do not attack in the normal game. All the other disasters happen. So you get earthquakes and whatnot. Uh, I, thought, also, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say it's uh, special because aliens do not attack in real life. Ah, well, uh, actually, let me think. I think all the other disasters are actual disasters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the other scenario is not really a scenario. It's called Freeland, and it's just like a giant blank. Uh, like the map is just nothing. Yeah. Um, but because there's no water uh, and you have maximum land area, you can build the uh, the biggest city possible. And so mm. my whole goal with unlocking the scenarios was to get that, so I could. Uh, Get the Metropolis, or wait, sorry, the Megalopolis. Megatropolis. Oh, Megalopolis. Megalopolis, right. which uh, each each stage of city size has its own cool music by, uh, I can't remember her name, but she did the music for SimCity and then a whole bunch of other uh, uh, early Super Nintendo uh, classics. And so I always like to, you know, get that Megalopolis and get that, that funky beat on the, the biggest city size. Huh. Yeah, um, SimCity is like, <laughs> I mean, you kind of page in and play it for five minutes and then set it down for, for a long time. Uh, and so I, I can like play and like do work stuff. Um, nice. So I, I've kind of I've actually managed to cram a game into my schedule. So that's been nice. Nice. Must be trying to talk over my screaming kid. <laughs> yeah, that's not getting uh, that's not getting uh, edited out. There's no way. Yeah, maybe he'll stop. I'll run like a high pass filter on there. Just <laughs> the bass sounds. <laughs> yeah, some strategy must be employed. How about you? How are you? What's new? Um, I started <laughs> playing um, Rystar. What, like the, the genesis yeah or? genesis yeah obviously it's not a, on a genesis no i'm playing the uh, uh let me look it up what it, i think it's like the sonic the sega collection or whatever yeah sonic mega collection is it the one where you're like in the room and you like literally walk over to the tv to put the game in or no like... no it's on ps3 uh, not the um the steam stuff hmm. I don't remember what it's called. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. And it's like non-Sonic games? No, the Sonic games are there too. Um, there was 48 Sega games. 49 if you count that there was two versions of Altered Beast. That's pretty impressive, except uh, if you pick the best like 49 Genesis games, you'd already be like, you'd be running out of good titles already, I'm pretty sure. So I'm. It's not bad. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> what, Rice yeah. or the collection? No, uh, well, both, actually. Like, the, I bought that thing. Uh, it came out in 2009, so I bought it around then and, and went to Australia and just never really ended up playing anything from it. Hmm. Um, I think I played Flicky back in the day. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I think I, I played a little bit of the original Golden Axe, and I think my wife and I played Sonic 2. Um, I, I don't know if we ever played anything else, but there's there's a lot of other games, and, and I actually have intended on playing them for a long time. Um, I've it's got all four of the uh, the original Fantasy Stars. <laughs> have you played any of those no that's one of those I, series where it feels like you you, you think to yourself i, I want to go and play that because it's a famous series and you play it yeah, it's yeah. like probably your experience with uh, ultima if you yeah. try fantasy star you will be like mm. i think uh i can't remember i think the first fan, uh fantasy star came out for the old like the older sega um, the master system slash whatever mark three slash whatever yeah. there's all these different names for it it might have come out for one of their old like computers but anyway i think they remade it for genesis and i think that one's okay but if you play the really old one it's uh, it's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They um they must have had a lot of faith in that one because it's an unlockable extra game. Ooh. So like if until you have played some stuff, it's like Fantasy Star two, three, and four are there by default. But if you want to play the first one, you have to actually unlock stuff. I see. I don't so know if it's so, the best so I feel <laughs> I, I feel like they were probably like forcing it to only be available to the people who actually really wanted to play it and not like <laughs> accidentally play it. Uh, I'd rather unlock Freeland, I think. Uh, the original <laughs> fantasy star. Uh, does it have a Shining Force? I know you're a uh, big yeah, fan. Yeah. yeah, it's got Shining Force uh, 1 and 2 and Shining in the Darkness, which I, uh, I, had, I had tried to play that one back in like 2013, I think. And, mm-hmm. and it was so wretchedly awful that I just had to stop. <laughs> Right on. Uh, I've never beaten Shining Force. I've like dabbled. Uh, they seem fun, and I just kind of didn't, yeah, go through with it. So it's, I, it's not that I didn't like them. It's just I, I have to kind of go back and like give them more of a chance. I was always I a, love them. Yeah, they they seem really well. They seem pretty good. I'll say uh, I can see the potential. There's the potential for them to be awesome or, eh. mm-hmm. but um, I was always uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were like this, kind of like a you know like a Nintendo snob. Mm-hmm. So there's just no way I would invest significant time into any sort of genesis game growing up um uh it it i don't i don't know why that was the specific game that i played i'm trying to look at the the release date the the first one was 92 and the second one was 94 in north america so in summer of 95 i moved from amherst nova scotia to truro nova scotia um using uh, using both of those town names as like the big uh, central hubs that were nearby the actual smaller locations i lived um <laughs> but um, wait 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 you lived in bible hill no i lived in uh, valley, <laughs> valley. That's, it's, it's even more remote than bible hill people in bible hill even with the name bible hill i'm pretty sure look down on on the valley people <laughs> anyway 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 you got um, game time and nature. Yeah, well, well, we we moved uh, during that summer, and for whatever reason, um, <clears throat> I wish I could remember the name of the the video rental store in Amherst. Um, but we rented Shining Force Two during the move, 
So the whole time that my parents were like unpacking boxes and stuff, I basically got to just sit there in my new bedroom playing Sega Genesis. That would make sense. Sega Genesis worthwhile, maybe not having to clean. I think I'd do, or not having to pack, unpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a, it was an interesting time. So I, I had like a two week period there where I got to just like play this tactical RPG for the the Genesis. And uh, of all the games on the Genesis, I feel like that's those two are like some of the best. Like I, I typically hate Genesis music, but I feel like it it works really well for those games. Yeah. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's like a running joke now, right? Like the Genesis sound chip and just how horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like that era was like an era of, I mean, that was when you started getting games that would be on both systems. And the yeah. Super Nintendo version was always so much better. Like it just looked better and the sound yep. chip was better and you had more than three buttons. It blows my mind that the Sega Genesis controller has a start button and then three buttons. You know, I, well, they, the, there was a Genesis controller with six buttons. Um, later yes there was later and and you know when i got into playing um street fighter 2 i was doing that on on genesis and it felt to me way better with the six button controller on genesis than it did on super nintendo with the the shoulder buttons yeah so that's the thing though i feel like that particular game is really arcadey and suits that controller and the controller Mm -hmm. came out on genesis for that game really like Mm -hmm. no everyone Anyone who didn't have that controller couldn't play that game, and anyone yeah. who wanted to play the game had the controller. And every other game yeah. didn't use the six-button controller, so you would just yeah. have games that just didn't. They were just weren't. They were made with a three-button controller in mind. But then, like, I don't know the 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 shoulder buttons to me on the Super Nintendo were like so awesome, right? Like, wow, shoulder buttons, right? They yeah. were so cool back in the day. But it's funny to think the Genesis controller has the same amount of buttons as the original Nintendo controller. And we know it came out before Super Nintendo, so it came out almost like to compete with the normal Nintendo. But still, like, Super Nintendo expanded that by four more buttons which is quite impressive when you think about it i think i like that uh... i like that i actually have a genesis controller on my desk right now and instead of looking at that to confirm whether or not you were telling the truth i googled (laughs) the image nice um yeah you're right i for some reason thought i i remember there being a select button on genesis just move that select over and you have three buttons instead of two and that's your genesis controller I, I I always found it weird that like more games didn't make use of the select button on the NES. Yeah, maybe that's why the Genesis. I mean, if you're only going to have four buttons, then like, yeah. I guess maybe it's a logical design choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of I don't know waste. I guess. Um, Rice Star is interesting though. I I had never played it before. Um, I knew nothing about it. It was just I'm I'm looking at my list of games that I own and and wanted to pick a short one and supposedly that's only like three hours long or something um but it 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 holds up quite well i'm only a little bit into it i mean it's Uh, a it's a platformer right it's a platformer it was uh so they they made that one um sega had this thing where they really wanted to have like mascots so like they they made sonic and they were like Mm -hmm. okay we need more mascots and i believe dynamite heady was a yep. thing and then they demanded another mascot so um they came out with rystar um but it's it's the the game holds up it's like i i remember really finding sonic appealing at first play because like the colors were bright and it was like kind of cheery and everything was kind of cartoony and stuff it, it was cool but i i really hated the speed aspect to it did people like that? I've never met someone who really, truly liked it because you had so much, so little screen. You could not see what was coming. You, you yeah, you could die. 
you could never see what was coming. Like the whole, I, I don't know. I'm I'm one of those people that I hate time limits on levels. I like to be able to just explore at my own pace. Um, I hated in Mario three like the any of the automatic panning levels. <laughs> Everyone does. Like yeah. I, I like to be able to take my own time, and so I, I that was the thing that I hated about Sonic is like it it seemed like it had a lot of potential, but you didn't have the ability to explore really because you're just like bouncing all over the place and and there is a timer as well so if you try to backtrack to explore for some of the stuff you kind of end up running out of time um yeah i think i agree with you i think especially like there's a a website you can find out there it's like the physics of sonic and they go into mm -hmm. great great detail with like the the engine behind it and how the physics Mm -hmm. work and stuff it's interesting and I think mm-hmm. they, they polished it later. And especially like at the time with all the hills you could run up and stuff, it was impressive because I mean it mm-hmm. was very different than how Mario worked and stuff. But like I don't know, I just it it doesn't hold up the best to me. Like he does weird things. Like when you try and run like if you're stationary and you try and run up a hill, mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. goes so slow and then suddenly he's fast and then there's just yeah. weird things that happen depending on the directions and stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I find I guess you're right. Like Sonic was just it, it felt like an interesting uh, maybe maybe even groundbreaking game in a lot of ways, but just not really mm-hmm. fun. Like I think I, I'm all about. I mean, we all are, of course, but you know, like variety. And so, like, mm-hmm. I loved that this game came out in a world where everyone was just playing Mario and an endless stream of kind of slower moving, uh, older Nintendo games and stuff. Yeah. But like, I would never choose it as an alternative to Mario. Like, just everything about it felt uh, significantly worse to me. I don't know about the timer thing. I think I agree. I'd almost like a variety there too. Like, I almost like. It'd be neat to have a Mario stage that's mm-hmm. big and, and kind of goes all over the place, and there's no timer. Then, well, it was Mario too, right? I mean, was, I mean, yeah. Doki yeah. Doki Panic. Yeah, like, yeah. So it wasn't even Mario, really, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, effectively, yeah. I mean, there's no reason. It wasn't like a technical limitation that they had to have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone at some point decided it was a good idea, and it persisted through like every game. I think even yeah. Yoshi Island. Yoshi's Island had a, a timer, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Did it uh, actually? Maybe. I don't remember. Mario World Two. You had the the baby timer when you lost the baby. Yeah, God. The, I mean the the sound in itself was a, a deterrent to getting to hit. Um, Mario World Two. Maybe I have to actually type Yoshi's Island to get any good screenshots. I'm pretty sure that. It's um, no, no timer for that one. I just remember being in these there, crazy maze levels and being lost forever, which is why I thought maybe there was no timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at a screenshot. I'm, yeah, yeah, there is no timer. Yep. Yep. Also, one but thing, it, like, I like that the baby timer actually recharges. So if you just yeah. get the baby back in time, like, that was actually a really good idea, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was just the sound that I hated. Like, I had to play that game on mute. The baby screaming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> the music was bad. And then I and then I realized that it wasn't half as bad as an actual crying baby once I became a parent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I try two, man. No thanks. Brutal. <laughs> um, Have you played uh, Gunstar Heroes? Yeah, at your place, I think, back in like twenty eleven. Good memory. What do you think? Uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I yeah. I like it as two player. That was kind of yeah. It was like Sega yeah, that's Contra. A- and that, that's what I was going to say about uh, Sonic 2 is like that to me was what made that exciting was that like the second player could mm-hmm. be Tails. Mm-hmm. But again, because of the whole speed issue, it was kind of frustrating because like Sonic would play through the level and then Tails would just get left behind and then have to automatically find himself back on screen after a few seconds. Yep. Have you played any of the uh, Twin B series at all? I don't even know what that means. 
<laughs> so there's a game series that came out on the original Nintendo, possibly in the arcades first or something. I don't know, but it was called Twin B. It was three on the original Nintendo. It was one of those games that like I grew up with because it was on my like multi-carts and stuff. <clears throat> um, but it's one of the very early games. It's like it's a scrolling game, but it's kind of just one screen and you you like drop bombs on the ground. It was it was fun when that was you know back in the day. And then they made a second one and it was like from the side and kind of weird. It was one of the greatest. And they made a third one that was really awesome. But when they got to the Super Nintendo, they started making like these random like there was still a super nintendo one that was a lot like the original and some stuff but they had one i forget what it was called it was called like rainbow dash or something. i forget what it was called but it was basically sonic on super nintendo and you mm. use these twin b guys but they flew so just imagine sonic flying like superman fist forward blast like crazy across the screen and it was actually really fun and part of it i think is like sonic i found when you're running you're very vulnerable, but in this game, you're basically like a Superman. Like you put your fist forward and just dash through the sky and smash through everything. Like it was a lot of fun. Hmm. And it was so weird because no one's heard of this game, but it was like, and it, it also kind of proved, like I, it, you probably remember the whole blast processing and Super Nintendo was so yeah, slow. Yeah. Like they could totally do this kind of game, no problem, right? Um, I wish I remembered the name of it. I would find it in a minute. But uh, I, I love that the blast processing basically was just marketing hype and meant almost and, nothing and totally nothing yeah <laughs> totally nothing <clears throat> Every, everyone still has this illusion that genesis was so much faster because of its blast blast process <laughs> well i mean they really sold it with uh, with sonic <laughs> and stuff yeah it's called twin b rainbow bell adventure which is like the lamest name in the universe but the game actually is really fun check out like a video of it or something sometime Whew, and nice. you can play two player at the same time it's cool nice. um i've i remember at some point they actually justified blast processing as something like it was referring to the to some like like the processor architecture or something even though it wasn't even anything like it it wasn't like measurably faster by any benchmark it was just the kind of the name they gave to it so they could actually claim like yeah trust me we didn't make it up yeah oh man there's like i just wanted to search for what it is and there's like this whole big long like two thousand word essay about it uh oh 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 nice uh blast processing blast processing essentially uses the entirety of the 68,000 CPU time. You can run blast processing on a Mega Drive game, but you'd be unable to run anything with it. Uh, I don't know if that... I'm still kind of confused. (laughs) (laughs) So it's useless for standard cartridge games, but could conceivably have been used on Mega CD games. Ooh, 32X. The funny thing is, like, Sega had all their dumb like peripherals like the 32x and stuff and they had blast processing but super nintendo had like like if you play it it has like really good um what do they call those like transparency effects like color layering for like that yeah. era like nintendo didn't have that and the super nintendo really had that and sega kind of had it but it looked like shit and then like super nintendo also had mode 7 had the super effects chip and you could like like see what that was <laughs> it wasn't just like some bullshit on the commercial so yeah. i don't know it was it was easy to be a nintendo fanboy back in the day because you had a lot of ammunition so, so supposedly, it what it did was, uh, it it updated the color palette faster. So, so even though like there was a palette limitation, it it was I guess effectively able to update it as the uh, CRT screen moved from left to right. So, like during the active scan, that is blast processing. That's way less cool than it was on the commercials. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you had to. <laughs> no, that's you it. Had the, 
they kind of have make, that in their back pocket. So if anyone asks you, you have some technical explanation of something you can do that Super Nintendo cannot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that was the, the whole thing. It was like literally they were looking for something that they could say that Sega did that Nintendo don't. Yeah. Like very literally. Yes. <clears throat> I, I, I can't believe I messed that up and said Nintendo don't instead of Nintendo. You can edit it after. <laughs> it's not too uh, Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, all that was to say that um, Rystar um, doesn't, doesn't have a time limit. It's not super fast like Sonic. Um, it's kind of easy, but it's it's kind of fun. Uh, you, you got like a little character that walks around uh, and he's essentially got a grapple hook that you can fire in uh, one, two, three, four, five, in eight directions. Um, you hit the count. <laughs> yeah, and, I, right and the diagonals. Well, yeah. Well, I even gave up on counting partway through because I'm so tired, and then I just recited the eight that I know to be true. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lucky guess. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, how far are you? Um, I finished the first two stages, and I don't know how many there are in total. By stages, I mean planets. Cool. Uh, so there was three stages in each of those planets. Cool, cool. And, and the 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 joyous feature of it being on the PS3 is that there's like a, um, save, a save state. state. Right on, right on. So. Yeah. The, uh, so I, I have all these flashcards, so I get all the games and there's actually a, a save state option on them too, which is actually really awesome. You just do like some weird button combination. It's like up and select, I think saves the state and then down mm-hmm. and select loads the state. Yeah. But then, of course, you get that occasional game that actually uses that weird-ass combination and just screws everything. <laughs> nice. More common than you'd think. I actually usually turn those off because I'm like a weird purist, but uh, definitely yeah. for like that kind of game where it's like, I mean, what's the difference? It's not, it's not even really to cheat, right? It's just to like break yeah. your session across multiple evenings or whatever. Did I, did I go on about the, um, the Sega Contra last time? I forget, or the time before. Um, Sometime? Uh, have I gone on uh, maybe I don't remember. Well, really quick, I discovered it recently just because I was perusing the Sega library and I had not like grown up with it or anything. Yeah. It's actually really awesome. I would go with that as another like noteworthy call out on the uh, the the Sega the gen- the blast processing enabled Sega Genesis. The um uh way it plays is just a lot different than the other contras I find. Like you don't just die in one hit and like there's all these different characters you can choose from. It's just like an alternative contra. Maybe it's like the alternative Castlevania we played, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's a lot of fun, and it's two-player, and it's all those things. So like, I don't know if you're like a Contra person. but Contra Hardcore. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, har- isn't it? It's like Hard Corpse or something? Well, it's, yeah, but that's how you pronounce corpse as core. I so. you pronounce it core, like French. I thought it was... I'm pretty sure when we were kids, we said corpse every time we saw that word. Probably. Well, I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, it means, there was it's a... like body, right? Hard body. Yeah. Uh... Or is it like military? It's like corporation corps. or something. I don't know. Cool. But but uh, yeah, it's like the the Marine Corps. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The what? Yeah, there was what Blast Corps on N sixty four. Maybe I kind of paged out of the whole uh, M- uh, N sixty four era altogether. I think it was a, it was a rare game. Uh, back when Rare was independent of Microsoft. Yeah, I was I was surprised uh, that. Uh, when Microsoft bought them, they're still putting out games for other stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they're kind of, they're basically an entirely different company really though, of course, but yeah, it's weird, right? Cause they, they used to do nothing but Nintendo exclusives for such a long time yeah. <laughs> and Microsoft bought them. Like it was just such a weird thing. I thought, yeah, anyway. yeah they, um, done Maverick. Um, yeah, there's like a, they've been working on a new battle toads for Xbox. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah i just found it I, I guess like they were fine with uh banjo and kazooie being added into smash maybe that's the only recent thing they've done that was on something else i remember people being surprised at that did that series also go to microsoft or did it just kind of die um I think it, it, it didn't i mean the rare yeah microsoft owns rare and it, they put them all on the uh the rare collection, whatever it was. Well, I, I, Xbox one. I just didn't know if it was like actually a Nintendo thing and rare it was just the developer. Like they also made Donkey Kong, right? But right. It's, it's like they didn't get Donkey Kong or anything. So I thought maybe the Banjo Kazooie stayed with Nintendo for some whatever reason. No, they, uh, they kept Battletoads and they kept uh, Solar Jetman and <laughs> didn't Snake that... Rattle and Roll. Oh, that was actually a really awesome game. Kind yeah, of. I love that one. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating beyond belief in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. <clears throat> I, I, well, the thing that I always found difficult with uh, isometric games with a, with a controller is that the, I don't know, the buttons don't push you in the direction that makes sense. You had to hold the controller on a diagonal. Yeah, I guess. Was it like that? On, I mean, I think it was even like that on Final Fantasy Tactics, wasn't it? Like, yeah, I, I guess maybe you could control it with the, analog stick but i'm pretty sure you just had to like literally hold the stick diagonally well i never found it an issue with like tactical stuff or like yeah a, like yeah. a chessboard or something because it's like you choose where you want it to go and then you confirm it you don't yep. just press the button and try to walk in that direction yep um yeah in in some ways though like that um going back to shining force like that was part of what was more natural in that uh, compared to something like tactics was that the, the grid was straight up and down and left and right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, shining force or not shining force, uh, fire emblem. Yeah. Yeah. For like the whole series. Right. There's something, I don't know. There's something about that simplicity. I remember when civilization two came out and it was like isometric suddenly. And I think like left, right, up, down actually went left, right, up, down, mm -hmm. not in line with the grid, but it was still kind of, weird like i i just find like the overhead grid very it's simple and easy i guess isometric's not so bad but yeah i don't know what am i talking about it's like ftl to uh to um into the breach too right i still need to play into the breach you haven't played it for like even one second no not for one second i bought it uh <clears throat> no, i didn't buy it i got it for free from epic it's, it's the like same as buying other games. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, with the free games from Epic, I've actually stopped. Uh, I I like don't even think to go to the website anymore on on the Thursdays to get the games because I found that they've just been so bland and not my interest for the past few months. I first of all didn't know it was Thursdays that they came out on, so I, I've yeah. been very irregularly kind of sporadically checking. And I tend to mindlessly download it, but I, nothing has excited me in a while. I feel like it's been a lot of games I haven't heard of recently, mm -hmm. too, which yeah. is 
fine, maybe even great, but just where I'm kind of time constrained these days for a while, it's like, if it was like some game I was excited about, I might actually pop it in for five minutes yeah. <laughs> instead of like, I don't know, needing to be convinced. It's, I don't know, every now and then there, there's one that I, I, I don't know. I can't think offhand of one that I've played. Oh, Super Liminal. No, I bought that one. Yeah, I don't think there's any games that I got for free from them this year that I uh, actually played. That I got, I got Hitman uh, back in uh, last year for free, and I played that this year. Did you finish it? Yep. It was. Um, I can I can see why it was popular when it came out. Like I think the third one just came out, and I'm sure they've improved on it quite a bit. It was it it feels weird. It's like. Did, did you ever play Ground Zeroes, the Metal Gear Ground no. Zeroes? No. Um, that was PSP? a game that... No, on a... I think it was PlayStation 4. I got it on Steam. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. It's probably available on every, everything, wherever <laughs> yeah. games are sold. Um, let me look it up, Ground Zeroes. Um... PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. So yeah, it's available on everything, basically. Um, it was a game that was fairly heavily criticized when it came out, because I think it was basically... Uh, like if you, if you played through the campaign a single time, it was like a couple hours long, and that's it. I kind of vaguely remember. They came out with like a few versions of 5 or something. Well, they... they yeah, it was like a... a a prequel, I guess. But didn't to... it, didn't they actually come up with one before the big? Like it wasn't like they came up with five and then a bunch of spinoffs. Didn't they come up with like a spinoff first or something? Is this what that was? Yeah, like... yeah, that's that's what this was. Um, okay, yeah. And so it came out, and people were pretty frustrated with it because it was so short. And then uh, so there's Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, and then Phantom Pain mm-hmm. was like the full fledged thing, which most people love. I haven't uh, had a chance to play it really. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ground Zeroes was interesting in that it was basically a, a sandbox, like playground type thing. And there were like several different missions and like guard placement and like different conditions and stuff would change depending on which mission you selected. And I ended up putting in like 24 hours, I think into this mm-hmm. game that was kind of small and, and I really liked it. Um, like it, it felt really neat to be able to like play in this environment and like have different challenges and stuff. Sounds cool to me. Um, and that's kind <clears throat> of what uh, Hitman is. It's like, hmm. it kind of encourages you to play through each campaign several times. But I found that it was a little bit too shallow of an experience. Um, when did it come out? Uh, Hitman game. Uh, the first one came out in 2016, hmm. which is two years after Ground Zero. So I don't know. I, I don't think sh- it's shallow. It's very easy to win. Okay. Um, I feel like the UI is constantly like prompting you and telling you exactly what you need to do. I hate that. Um, <laughs> 
I felt like there were too many circumstances where I didn't really understand what I was going to do. Um, like, so if, if you can like knock out almost anyone and then just like steal their clothes and then you're like, can disguise yourself as them. Mm -hmm. But then it's, it's like, if you take out a security guard, most people aren't going to pay attention to you anymore because you're a security guard, except mm -hmm. if you get compromised, it doesn't matter which security guard you steal an outfit from. Like from now on, you're compromised whenever you look like a, a security guard. But if you look like anything else, people don't care about you anymore. So it's like, it's weird in that it like will temporarily limit what costume you have. And depending on what costume you have, you have like if you like if your kitchen staff, I guess you can go in the, the kitchen area. But maybe if you're like a government security guard versus like a building security guard, you don't know which rooms you're able to go into until you're already in there and it's telling you that you're trespassing. I see. So people can recognize that you're not supposed to be there because you're the wrong kind of security guard. Yeah, but it's like you don't know until you are already in the room and everyone's recognizing you. And I don't know. It's 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 really weird. Like whenever you would go into the stealth mode, it would show you exactly who will identify you and stuff. And it, I felt like there weren't enough contextual clues unless you were using like the HUD. Mm -hmm. And then when you use the HUD, it gave you too much information. So it was like either really hard or really easy. I see. It's hard to comment without having played it, but yeah, I can totally see that. But I don't know. Otherwise, it was it's it's it doesn't encourage replayability in quite the same way, in my opinion, as Ground Zeroes, um, because with Ground Zeroes, they like totally shift stuff up, and like each mission, you can there's a, like an intended way that you can play it. Whereas with Hitman, all of the options are available simultaneously, so it's kind of up to you to decide which one you're going to do, but like all, all the guards are laid out identically no matter what. So whether you're going to choke someone or like lead them into a bathroom and shoot them or something, it, it really doesn't matter. So I don't know. It's, it's weirdly open-ended and, and easy. The same. <laughs> and so, so I don't know, instead of giving you one course, they, they give you like six or seven or something. But <clears> it, it feels like I'm missing out by not replaying because I can see all these achievements and stuff associated with all the other ways I could kill people. But, then, but, but then I, d I don't actually want to replay it because that's, <laughs> it feels like that's the only reason I would be doing it is for the achievements. I see. I see. I see. It's kind of like how I felt maybe with uh cyber shadow. Um, like I really enjoyed most things about that game, but I felt like you, you had to kind of go back to get all the power ups and the only reason you're going back is for the power-ups. It's not like the story kind of guides you back through an area you've been in. Yeah. But now you have some power-up that lets you, you know, smash a door to get into the room to get the power-up. It's like you remember mm -hmm. that that door was there, so you go back specifically for it. Yeah. I, can, I compare it to, like, I don't know, Link to the Past. All my references mm -hmm. are 30 years old. <laughs> like, at the start of the game, you'd walk by this, like, weird boulder in the wall and be like, huh, okay, what's that? And yeah. then later you get bombs and then you figure out that's what they do. And then you're walking back past that place because you have to go to the other side of the screen to get to a different level. And then you, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Design. Yeah. Point. Yeah, I think that backtracking sort of thing for for worked really well in, in a game like Link to the Past 
in the overworld like mm-hmm. i don't i can't think of any times they would like hide something in the dungeons themselves and force you to no. like go back into those um and and i think that's the same with like super metroid there's yeah actually super metroid had like a lot of secrets and stuff that i remember were like in like the very beginning section of the game and it's like you you wouldn't be able to do them until you got like the the speed booster and stuff so there was definitely a lot of just like trying to remember and explore stuff i will say i did finally play through uh, metroid dread mm-hmm. um and i i feel like they solved that problem a lot better than in previous games like they they kind of give you reasons now and then to travel through the old sections Hmm. and and it it felt fairly natural when they did that um cool i I, so so which is to say i think the last time i talked about metroid dread on the the podcast i I put nine minutes in and and you hated it it um (laughs) the the concerns that i had in that initial nine minutes I ended up still having through almost the rest of it, but the the game was really solid. Um, I feel like it. It. Um, I wish it had been done slightly differently, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it, it it really felt like they took the gameplay of uh, Super Metroid and and uh, expanded upon that and made it new and and interesting. Cool, cool, cool. So um, I recommend that. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I am like everyone else, and I love that genre of like kind of like Metroidvania or whatever. But I, I've always hated the the backtracking part of it, or like when you get stuck mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do and you're just wandering everywhere. Yeah, I kind of like when. I mean, you can think of a game. Let's say a game with like a, a heavy narrative element, um, and there's like maybe some backtracking. But you're backtracking to where there's characters, and then you're talking to them, and they're telling you different things, or things have changed, and someone's not there anymore. Like when it's just like. Too. Well, some <laughs> games do it better than others, perhaps. But um, um, I was actually thinking of uh, what's that game called? Do you remember Draken? I I know of it, but I didn't play it. Okay, well, the sequel to Draken, I think it's called Dragon View. In Japan, it's called Super Draken. Anyway, whatever. Um, but it's it's that kind of game where you have to like kind of go all across this world. It's really neat. It's like got a a double dragon kind of view, but like it's like a beat 'em up, but not really. It's like a beat 'em up RPG with. But it's then then it's kind of like say Zelda Two, where it's like you have a world map. And then you go into the levels and then it's like the double dragon view. It's really fun and interesting, mm-hmm. but you end up backtracking a lot, but you're just talking to people and like the story's developing and stuff. I kind of like it like when they do that, mm-hmm. but I feel like, like if there's anything I could call it that I didn't like about Super Metroid and uh, Symphony of the Night and so forth, it's like just that feeling of like having to go back through this area and it's just not even that interesting. Um, the speed boost and even the like you get to be a wolf or whatever in Symphony of the Night, like those things that sped it up mm-hmm. were nice, but still, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I think you might uh, enjoy Metroid Dread. It, it, I think it's it kind of deserves the uh, praise it's been getting. Um, like I said, it it you'll backtrack for stuff, but it feels more um, mm. um, justified. <laughs> cool. The but it, the, there's I, I I feel like there were puzzles to collect super missiles and, and missiles and stuff in super Metroid that like figuring out how to wall jump and use your speed boost and stuff. I feel like that was a really large part of the fun mm. of that game. And I feel like they really uh, did that in this too. Like there's some really fun puzzles to try to collect the missiles. What's, what's weird is that they, they made it so easy to replenish your missiles that like 
you it really doesn't matter how many you have yeah like like they replenish as you're fighting bosses and stuff so it's it's just like i never felt like i was gonna run out that's something i kind of don't like about a lot of games the way they do things where it's like you find yourself collecting these things not because you need them for any reason but just because it's part of the game and you're kind of just being a completist or something or yeah. it's fun to do that puzzle like yeah. i kind of wish more games would really force you to do that like i yeah. remember um i know we're just talking all over the place with all these different games but i <laughs> probably probably brought this one up before too but um xenogears have you played it yeah. no you, no uh, you've asked me and my answer was no because i heard the tech speed was too slow <laughs> oh yeah we had this conversation yes yes <laughs> well i finished it and it's interesting because imagine it's like a like you have all these RPGs where it's like, oh, I'm too weak to get through this area. Just walk in circles yeah. for two hours and power yeah. your character up and now it's no problem. Xenogears, it's like you kind of have two development. Like you, you have the characters and they work mostly like that. But then you have their mechs that they ride in and they yeah. don't gain levels like that. But you basically just buy improved like armor and stuff. Yeah. And so the sections that are mech based, there's always like up until that point in the game, there's like the best armor, the best weapon, the best whatever you, you can have. And you can't mm-hmm. just level yourself up to get through it because it's it's too hard right now. You just need to make sure you have those best armors. Or if you can't find them, you just go through and hope you can do it. And like I don't know, it, it like really motivated you to like do the crazy puzzles and find like go, go deep in the in the crazy labyrinth as the people, as the humans, and like find that crazy rare armor or something, and then you could like actually use it to get through the robot part. And it was like really fun and interesting. I probably told this story before, but like I remember at the very end of the game, there's like some I could be remembering it wrong. Maybe someone who knows everything about this game is laughing at this comment. But you get you go into like the last level, and it, as far as I can remember, or as far as I knew at the time, you couldn't really go out once you went mm. in. Or maybe I just didn't want to because it was such a god awful long last level, and I had a save point at the end or whatever. But I didn't have the best armor, and trying to beat the boss without the best armor, I remember being stuck on the boss in that game for like two months, just every day trying, 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 like just forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just neat. I thought that was a good idea to have like real motivation to collect stuff. So like in what you're saying in Metroid, it's like if I have 50 missiles and I'm just getting them all the time, do I really need a power up that's going to let me carry 55? Yeah. Eh, right. Yeah. No, you, you definitely don't in Metroid Dread. Um, it, it felt um, like I recently played uh, Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in that one, it, it felt necessary to collect all that stuff. Like it it felt like it really helped to have those, like fighting the, the Omega Metroids and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a challenge. It was really hard. I remember, um, in, yeah, yeah. I remember in Metroid Two, like with the starting amount of missiles, or maybe even Metroid One, mm-hmm. but like you, you didn't have enough to destroy certain bosses, right? Like they mm-hmm. took more hits than you had maximum missiles, and obviously you want to get as many as you can because you have to afford to miss sometimes and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Metroid Dread, I collected, I, I collected a hundred percent, but it was mostly just because it was like fun to try to figure out how mm-hmm. to how to get them mm-hmm. um vanity points they it, it definitely uh, lost points for uh, uh, all the similarities that it, there were to uh metroid fusion for me <laughs> uh adam or whatever yeah adam never shutting up and and just like, oh, really? telling you story that is just like i already figured it out what I, like he, it was just pointless for him to be telling me stuff mm-hmm. um and then uh, the same thing where like the SAX, I think, would be like hunting you. They they have that sort of thing here where there's uh, things hunting you, and if they mm-hmm. if you get caught by them, you're just instantly dead. Um, hmm. So it was like not like on the, on the Fine. plus side, they it was weird because they give you save points, and I guess that's useful if you want to turn off your game. 
Um, but like when you die against bosses and stuff, like because they have these instant death stuff, they would just put you like right back in the room before where you died. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of also made save points feel pointless. I see. So I don't know the, those those like stealth sections or whatever. They, it just it felt frustrating and not fun because it's like this thing is going to kill you. Um, you you just got to try to avoid it, but it'll be in like a slightly different spot each time you enter the room. So it's not like there's a, a pattern that you are trying to figure out. So I don't know. It, it, I just didn't enjoy that component. Uh, but you mostly enjoyed the game. It sounds like outside of that. Yeah, I'd say. I'd I'd say, maybe second favorite Metroid game. Even though I found it kind of frustrating. Like I feel like where it excelled, it really excelled. Hmm. So, I I like the the one that I played on 3DS, uh, Samus Returns most, and then maybe yeah. this, and then Super Metroid. Cool. 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 I yeah, I mean I haven't played any Metroids at all, so I haven't played the two new ones. They're uh, they're good. This this one I don't think will hurt your hands. Uh, it, it it your hands cramp up a little bit on the 3DS one. 3DS has like the worst D-pad thing ever with the, the sliding disc thing. Yeah, I I didn't even. I didn't even find that bad. Like it, it worked fairly well with the joystick. It was mm. a matter of like you have to aim so much of the time and use missiles so much of the time that you're constantly holding down the shoulder buttons. I see. And it's it just like when you're trying to hold this console in your hands and you're like pressing in with your index fingers the whole time almost, it's uh, it, it wears you down. Yeah, got it, got it. Didn't they have... I'm kind of remembering when 3DS first came out, wasn't there like a 3D Metroid? I kind of remember. It was just like Metroid Prime yeah, Mini or like, something. Yeah, there was like Metroid Prime Hunters, I think. I never played that one. Or maybe that was DS? I don't even remember. Yeah. Metroid Prime Hunters for, yeah, regular DS. I didn't play that one. Yeah, I kind of it, remember. It was like so impressive to see this like Nintendo portable console being 3D or something. It's apparently on Wii U. You could play it there. <laughs> uh, I'm not like thrilled to play it again. But <laughs> the the Wii U old... in general. <laughs> that too, although it is still set up. Because <laughs> uh, after I beat Mario Galaxy two, I never, um, I never unhooked it. So, right. I don't know if there's. We were talking about maybe playing Zelda. Uh, I'd probably play it on the Wii U. Uh, yeah, the, the the Skyward Sword. Yeah, maybe I'll leave it set up. Nice. For yeah, that's a, that's a. I ended up picking up the uh, HD remaster of that or whatever it's called hmm. with my uh, good old Shop Shop Dragon Dragon <laughs> cool mania. Yeah. I have the, uh, the murky, ugly, awful Wii one. So nice. you'll get a very different experience. Yeah, Although actually, yeah. it's, it's a pretty game. I'll say like I played the first hour or so uh, quite a while ago, but um, I, I think it, I like the aesthetic more than uh, twilight princess, which I found mm-hmm. murky murky and like lots of gray green yeah like this one's kind of i don't know yeah interesting maybe the hc remaster will uh will do it justice i don't know well uh i don't i don't want to just make up stuff so i probably shouldn't talk about it until i played it I, I i feel like i remember when it came out people were like praising the fact that they like um streamlined some of the actual game content as well like someone like, someone did a how 
long to first dungeon Zelda. Someone did an article on Gama Sutra back when it was still Gama Sutra. Gamedeveloper.com. Yeah. Um, how I can't even find it. Maybe because it's not Gama Sutra anymore. In each game. Um, someone someone had like tested to see like how long does it take to get into each dungeon um, in each of the Zelda games. And it's like the very first Zelda game. It was like you grab your sword and you walk up a couple maps and you're in your dungeon within like the first five minutes. And then mm-hmm. like um, Link's Awakening, I don't remember how long it takes, but it was it was a bit longer. And then um, the Nintendo was, 64 one was forever, right? Yeah, but but I think it was something like three hours for Skyward Sword. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think they actually streamlined that and it's down to like half an hour for the HD version half an hour out of three hours i when i was playing it and you like start in this like sky town thing and it's like yeah. it's very uh yeah there's like a lot to do to like make the game move forward i, I do remember that i i feel like they they it can take as as much time but they give you abilities to skip tutorials so gotcha yeah oh yeah i remember it's like zelda always seems to have these stupid things where it's like Everyone plays through every Zelda game that comes out, but every time they come up with one, they act as though the person playing has never touched a video game, and they have yeah. to teach you every damn thing, and it's tiring. I'll say that. Yeah. So yeah, ability to skip sounds very welcome. Yeah, I, I, I love that in Twilight Princess. Every time you uh, turned on your game, they treated it as though it was your first time playing, and they explained to you what the a blue ruby is. <laughs> Why? Who thought that was a good idea? That was incredibly stupid. Incredibly <laughs> stupid. Oh, I mean, yeah. tiring. Uh, well, uh, my least favorite game ever with Final Fantasy VIII, which is Majora's Mask. If you play it, the whole game resets regularly. Yeah, and everything comes back. Like the like, you go to the bank for the first time. They talk to you for like twenty minutes to explain how the banking system works, even though you've turned on the game for the thirtieth time. And you have to do this to be able to access the bank. And you're like, why? Right? Like, why would they do this? It's just so many weird choices in that game. We should do an episode on that. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't played it yet. I did buy it. Oh, uh, why? Oh, like, it's Shopper so bad. points. Oh, you threw away points, man. <laughs> that honestly, that ranks with Final Fantasy VIII for yeah. just my my shit list. I've I have i have got it on the 3DS. Oh. oh. So, that game so... I played about two thirds of the way through it, and then my game got erased. So I've played it. Almost twice the way through. Oh, but you haven't beat it. No, I beat it. I beat it. I beat the oh, second okay, time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like I, I've suffered, and the same thing with Final Fantasy VIII. I played through it twice, so I'm not just. It's not just memories that are misplaced. It's really fucking miserable. I will say. Yeah, one of these days we're gonna do a, a playthrough of Final Fantasy VIII. A wait through. I mean, there's not a lot to do <laughs> while you're playing the game except wait and watch people talk or screens fade. Anyway, whatever. I can go on about it, but. We can do an episode purely on the demo. The demo was good, though. Yeah. <laughs> With the music and everything, it was like, whoa, Squall, what a cool character, man. Look at his weapon. And yeah. then when you play the game, it's like, mm, okay. That's, uh, February 11th, 1999 is when that came out. So if we uh, wait till uh, February 2024, we can do something special for it. <laughs> <laughs> the game itself or the demo? Because I could have sworn I played the demo in grade 8, which would be 1998. Yeah, no, the the, the full game the was full released game. in 99. Huh. Makes sense. Just months before the Dreamcast came out. <laughs> I had so much more fun with the Dreamcast. <laughs> Man, Choo Choo Rocket. 
Still haven't played it. I still got. I still got to do um, Shenmue. No, you don't. <laughs> you should do the first one for a while. It's funny. Yeah. Did you never got around to playing the third one? Did you? Um, I think I own it. I think I did the. No, I haven't. I, I have. I think I have all of them. Because I did the. I think I. Um, the Kickstarter. Supported the Kickstarter. Yeah. Nice. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you loved it enough to support the Kickstarter, but then it's like, if anyone wants to play, you're like, don't, don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was awesome back in the day, and the second one was okay. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like it would be really hard to go back to, that's all. The, the, the number threes received a lot of uh, controversy because they apparently basically just released number three as though it was still back in the year that they should have released the sequel. Like it looks like shit. And plays like like it, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like they released it pretending that there's been like no history of like the Yakuza games or anything coming out and actually like perfecting gameplay. It's, awesome. <laughs> so, so like some people are like really angry that it's just like such a, brutally designed game and other people are just like this is Shenmue like this is what I wanted (laughs) awesome 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 shall we wrap yep Um, did you play anything this week (laughs) well like I said SimCity let me see what else is on the uh, agenda here Uh, that was was just the sarcasm ah, we we don't need to to complete full circle unless you do actually have something no, but I'll I will probably uh, build the biggest city I can in Freeland and get that nice. megalopolis. Yes. Nice. Well, next time we talk, hopefully I'll have uh, completed Rystar and I've 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 got uh, kid in town. well I've got six more games to beat in the next uh, eight weeks, and then I'll have beaten fifty two games this year. What's special about fifty two? That's, that's how many weeks there are in a year. <laughs> oh, you're going for a game a week. Yeah, and I'm ahead of schedule. All right, just play old games that are like an hour long, and you can do it in one month. Uh, yeah, I I did throw some of those in. I, I like at, at one point in the year, I was like, you know what, I bet I could do this, and I threw in like a few games that are literally one hour long, like uh, Kirby's Dreamland or something. No, like uh, Potato Man seeks the truth. <laughs> Okay, well, if you haven't beaten Kirby's <laughs> Dreamland and you're like, it's like December 31st and you've one more yeah, game, yeah. oh my God, that game takes a half hour to beat. Yeah. A half hour. So hold that in your back pocket and really should, it may, may, maybe it'll save you. Yeah. I should because I own that one. But no, I've, I, I've, I've got a mix of uh, some games that were like an hour and a half and to an hour and others uh, like. 100 hours. Like Let's Go Eevee was 42 hours. and Wow. Um. Yeah, Nier Automata was 42, and uh, Hades was 20. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima, that's my long one for the year. That was 59 and a half hours. I know I put over 100 into um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Nice. Was, was, that, that was, really. was that this year or last year? That was a year and a half ago, I think. Okay. It was before we moved to the current place, so yeah. All right. Well, uh, we didn't even uh, hint at the topic we were planning on today, so we'll keep that in our back pocket for next time. Sounds good. All right. Suspense builds. All right, man. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah, see ya.